from Birmingham, Alabama. You're listening to the Flat Picking Pilgrim's Progress. I'm your host, Gary Furr, and I'm so glad to have you with me today. Whether you're sitting in your favorite chair or riding along in the car, I'm glad we're going to get to spend this time together. One of my favorite Westerns when I was growing up was uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. It's a story about a senator who goes back to this town for the funeral of a antagonist and friend. And it's a very complex story, but John Wayne is is the other main character in it. His name is Tom Donovan in the movie, and Jimmy Stewart plays Ransom Stoddard, who shoots Liberty Valance. And in the midst of this, uh, when he first comes to the town, as he's remembering back, uh, he's a very inexperienced greenhorn, knows nothing about the West, and he's a lawyer coming back to try to practice law in this place that's pretty lawless. And at one point, uh, John Wayne's character Tom says to Jimmy Stewart, you're a persistent cuss, Pilgrim. And, uh, you know, all through this movie, he calls him Pilgrim. Now, probably the reference was to the Pilgrims who arrived in Massachusetts without knowing a thing about how to survive in the American winters. But the term Pilgrim has another older usage and it comes from uh, Israel and on down through the ages it's also in many religions uh, is Muslims do this also but the idea of making pilgrimage of going to holy places and going there with a particular thing in mind as I was thinking about the Lenten season I thought about an article I read many years ago by a Catholic writer named Doris Donnelly who wrote an article in 1992 called Pilgrims and Tourists, Conflicting Metaphors for the Christian Journey to God. And she said in that article that when the outward experience molds the inward, we become pilgrims, women and men, uh, en route to an important destination, but we have an end. And although that theme is still current for the spiritual journey, uh, there's another one that kind of conflicts with it, the tourist. And she makes the point that there are five different ways that pilgrims and tourists are different. I don't completely agree with her, but I think they're interesting to think about. She says... Pilgrims perceive an internal dimension to pilgrimage, while tourists are concerned with the external journey alone. When you're a tourist, you're just going to see something interesting and enjoy it, get out of the routine, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we just need to rest our senses and get out of the pressures of life. But a pilgrimage is going with the intention of experiencing something there. 
Many years ago when I was in Israel with a group of ministers and we were intentionally trying to have pilgrimage, I've been to Israel four times, three times as a tourist and one as a pilgrimage. Now, everybody on those tours to Israel, even in the tourist trips we took, had some dimension of pilgrimage. So I don't think this is a perfect division of things. But we also were really rushing around and trying to see things and take it all in because we'd spent a lot of money to get there. And so it was important. But in the fourth one, we went and we had intentionally structured the trip as a pilgrimage. We only stayed in two places. We stayed by the Sea of Galilee at a Benedictine uh, monastery for a week. And we stayed in Jerusalem for a week so that we weren't moving around all the time. I mean, you know, there's nothing like having to set your luggage outside the door all the time. And unfortunately, when you've come so far and spent a lot of money on a tour, you want to see everything that you can. But in the pilgrimage approach, we stayed at the Vatican guest house right across from the new gate of the old city. And one of the days we were there, the uh, man who was in charge of the guest house took us up on the roof and it was sunrise and we were able to see directly across the entire old city. We could see the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which is the traditional site of the crucifixion and uh, the burial of Jesus. The crucifixion is pretty authentic. I'm not so sure about the tomb. You can see from there and all the way across the Kidron Valley and all the way to the top of the Mount of Olives. And you could recount, and he did, he took us from the top of that mountain all the way through the last week of Jesus' life, which started there and uh, ended in the old city. And he said to us, you're not here just to see things you are here to find the living Christ. And I think that was a great illustration of what pilgrimage is. It's going somewhere to find something inwardly and personal. Now, the second thing Donnelly said was that pilgrims invest themselves in the journey while tourists avoid personal commitment. Eh, that's not totally fair. Uh, I know tourists that love going and learning about places, and I think we invest, good heavens, we certainly invest money when we go visit places. Um, but they're not necessarily looking to change their existence by going. They're sort of adding to things. It was interesting, this week I was reading that the uh, character who played the sergeant on Saving Private Ryan. He's in extreme uh, end-of-life issues right now, but I remember that character in that terrible movie, uh, terrible in the sense of tragic, sad. And everywhere they went, he would dig a little bit of dirt and put it in a canister and put it in his backpack to remember it, and he would label it with where they were. He was on a journey to remember of course, he never made it home in the movie. Uh, when I was in Israel, I had people try to sell me rocks. I had uh, I had a joke I told when I got back. I said, we met a man that was selling rides on the donkey that was a direct descendant of the one that Jesus rode on. Well, tourists go and they buy stuff and they have a good time. 
But pilgrims are invested in being there. Now, the third thing she says is that the pilgrim's main focus is to be changed and affected by the pilgrimage. And the tourist seeks to be, she says, untouched by their experiences. I think everybody who travels is affected by what they see. But I think I know what she's getting at, and it is the difference is more of a focus on one's own intense inward experience. The tourist is like a famished guest gobbling up everything they can while they're there, getting the most out of it. Uh, We joked sometimes on some of the tour groups that I took to Israel and other places. But in Israel, I, I said, today we ran where Jesus walked. The pilgrim, though, is paying attention inward, inwardly. Fourth, she says, both the journey and arrival are important for the pilgrim. But only getting there and getting back matters to the tourist. And by that, I think she means as a tourist, you want to travel safely. You want to have a good time. You don't want things to go wrong. You want to have fun. As the pilgrim, you want to go and be changed by what you're experiencing. And finally, she says, there is community formed for the pilgrim. And it's not a necessarily an important thing for a tourist to get to know all the people on the uh, cruise ship or you may develop some relationships, but you're primarily going with the people that you go with. And there's some implications that come out of these differences um, that are really, really important. But this last one reminded me of uh, in the summer of 2005, my wife and I were in Edinburgh, Scotland for three or four days, just the two of us. And there was a bus tour, and they may still do this. You could go down to the bus station in Edinburgh, and you could you could literally go down there and pay for one of these and do it in one day. And, uh, Scotland is sufficient, sufficiently small size that you could do this. And we took a tour bus that went all the way diagonally across Scotland to the northwest corner, turned around and came back. And we saw, you know, Loch Ness and Bannockburn, uh, all the beautiful scenery, had a wonderful tour guide. He was funny and interesting. We saw a profound number of distilleries, which we came to realize uh, is uh, everywhere to be found in Scotland. But we did not develop any new relationships. Half the bus were from everywhere else in the world, and we couldn't speak each other's languages. So there wasn't a community at the end of this thing. But in pilgrimage, you often are traveling together, worshiping together, listening together, speaking and moving deeper together. In our minister's tour to Israel, one of the painful things that happened was when we got off the plane, we were told, be careful, don't say anything, just look straight ahead, come through security. We walked out and there were about eight or 10 Israeli agents, arms folded, staring at us. They really, really are looking for trouble. They pulled aside our three African-American pastors. They went away for a while, and then they came back, and we made our way on in. And I came alongside them and 
tried to make some semi-joking remarks to sort of lighten the moment, and then I saw the pain on their faces. And I said, that, that was pretty hard, wasn't it? And they began to tell us not only about that experience, but how many times through their lives they had been pulled over by law enforcement in America just because of who they were. And as a community, we began to have an experience together talking about that, that we lived in two different realities. And we were moving deeper together. That enabled us to look at the guard towers and the walls that surround the Palestinians now so that they have to pass through checkpoints just to go to work or even if they're in an ambulance going to a hospital for treatment. And we were looking deeper into life. Well, all I want to say about all of this is pilgrimage is one of the ways you and I can choose to live. Lent is a time for Christians to think about that. And as I understand the little that I do about the Muslim faith, I think every good Muslim sometime in their life wants to make a pilgrimage uh, to their holy sites. The pilgrimage is a time where you really focus on those things inside yourself and move deeper. But I have thought in the few experiences like that I've had that this is an invitation of a way to live all the time. You can choose to gobble up experiences or you can move from distraction to distraction or game to game or avoiding boredom, piling up possessions, nothing ever particularly focused. But the other possibility is that you can go through your day looking more deeply into where you find yourself seeing co-workers and strangers with different eyes, affiliating with people that you can walk through life and pay attention to it more closely, praying unexpectedly, listening more deeply. I remember once, uh, well, actually this happened with two of my friends, Kate Campbell, the folk singer, came and led a workshop on songwriting and my friend Pat Terry I've heard a couple of times do this and they both kind of said the same thing but Kate said once I write about what interests me what catches my attention and why is this interesting to me and why is it interesting to me and maybe not somebody else and why do I care about that and write about that It's a little different from trying to be popular musically where you're paying attention to the trends and writing songs only for the latest thing or what people want. Uh, I remember uh, a publisher <laughs> saying that uh, at that particular time in Nashville, everybody was writing songs about drinking and alcohol and it was beginning to play out And uh, because obviously the next wave would be the songs about rehab. Well, there's nothing wrong with popular stuff. I mean, you know, it's just reality, but it's not the same as writing about things you really, really care about. And truthfully, the best things you'll ever write 
or the best things that you'll ever create or the best things that you'll ever do are the things you care about. And being a pilgrim is caring about something. Ultimately, deeply, profoundly. Every day we get up and there's possibility of being either a pilgrim or a tourist in our lives. There used to be a sign, according to this old preacher's illustration, I don't know if it's true or not, but it was at the beginning of the wagon trails leading out into the West, and it said, choose your ruts carefully, you're going to be in them for a long time. You might think about that in a day. How do you start your day? Pilgrim, tourist. Annie Dillard, in her book, The Riding Life, said, how you spend a day is, well, how you spend a life. You and I are on a journey all the time. And whether it transforms you or just entertains you as you pass through, it leaves you the same. It makes all the difference in the world. I'll leave you with this song. I think it fits the moment.
I'm Gary Furr, and this is the Flat Picking Pilgrim's Progress. Thanks for joining me today. You can find my music at G-A-F-U-R-R, gafur.com. And you can go to my blog site for lots of other information and writings at garyfur.me, G-A-R-Y-F-U-R-R.me. Once again, thank you so much. Join me next time on the Flat Picking Pilgrim's Progress.